Welcome to From Earning to Learning, the podcast where we talk about all things education. I'm your host, Dave Franjosen. Welcome to another episode of From Earning to Learning. I'm Dave Franjosa. Today I came across a tweet from Ian Fisher. It was an honest reflection on the challenges we're facing as educators. The gist of the tweet was the struggle to be understanding and accommodating while maintaining high expectations. Now, let me preface this episode with the understanding that this is not about all students. It's just that there are far more students that fall into this category than in years past. And this has always been a challenge, but it's something that I've noticed uh, it's becoming more challenging since COVID has started. And I've written a post about this a while back, um, how this is the hardest year I've ever had as a teacher. And while the posts address this for me personally, I only touched on the more wide-scale challenges. So I thought this would be a good time to dive a little deeper into these challenges. First, Ian's completely correct. We should always maintain high expectations. And I know in the tweet, he talks about um, you know work completion, but being familiar with Ian and his approach to education, I know his focus on completion is solely to provide feedback to his students, which is completely reasonable because how else are they going to progress? He's also correct that there's still a need to be understanding and accommodating. There always was, but it didn't get the attention it deserved prior to the pandemic. Now, in the early days of COVID, We had to figure out how to teach online. Some people had to learn new technology. And for some districts, it was the first time they ever had technology. Everyone was overwhelmed. And to some degree, we still are. Now, contrary to what many would like to believe, things are not back to normal. And we can't just flip a switch and go back to 2019 business as usual. So how do we balance the expectations and the understanding? And this is going to sound like a cop out, but I don't think there's a great answer. Well, at, at least I know there's not one answer. Every student is different. They always were. You know, there are so many different reasons why students aren't completing assignments. So let's start with our courses. Leading up to this year, none of us covered as much content, developed as many skills, or were nearly as effective as we've been in the past. It was impossible for that to happen, you know, with A-B cohorts or hybrid learning and You know, I'm not talking about having full class in person and then at a different time having online class. I'm talking about teaching face to face while simultaneously teaching a cohort that was online. You know, there's no way it was possible to be as effective as we were in previous years. So we know students didn't get our best. Now, if we fast forward, to this year where many districts are back face-to-face full-time 
with the expectation that students would do what they've done in the past, that's unrealistic. You know, some students may not know where to even start. Things that were historically taught in previous classes may not have been covered. And I'm not going to use the term learning loss, and I'm not going to call for learning to be accelerated because I think those are ridiculous notions. And if you want to hear more of my thoughts on that, you can go back to any of my previous episodes and listen to that or, or read things that I wrote on that. But, um, yeah, that that's just not something that I think is happening. We need to meet students where they are and provide them the resources and support that they need in this moment. So, <clears throat> um, you know, students may just not know how to engage or where to start. And I know that approach isn't true for all educators. You know, there's a lot of progressive educators. And what I mean by that is teachers who do meet students where they are and they provide the resources and support that that individual student needs, regardless of whether or not that should have been taught or should have been learned in a previous course. Now, I identify with this group of educators, but I'm still seeing the same lack of engagement from far more students than I ever have before. Now, in the conversations that I've had with students, there have been a couple of main themes. I've had many students that are still processing and dealing with challenges that were either brought on by or exacerbated by the pandemic, which is making it difficult for them to focus and get motivated. You know, while we all had that shared experience in the early days of COVID, people were more in tune with the impact that emotions and mental health have on learning. However, as we move deeper into the pandemic, people have seemed to lose sight of that. And as more teachers move back to a more traditional approach to schooling, the teachers that are mindful of the challenges that students are facing become a much needed yet taken advantage of reprieve. And I'm not putting this on the students. Right? They're just trying to take a breath wherever they can find one. And the challenges that they're facing are as varied as the number of students in front of you. So the way that I manage all of this is the assignments that we do are done during class time. And that allows me to have conversations and make adjustments on the spot. Depending on the situation, you know, I've relayed to a student that, you know, I currently have enough evidence in these areas of the assignment, you know, so if you have the energy to focus on these other parts um, that I still need to gather some evidence, that would be helpful for both of us. And this usually provides, um, you know, enough relief from the stress where, you know, they can create something that can help us continue our conversation. And I know the pushback that I'm going to get from, you know, the AP and honors teachers. There's too much material to cover not to make students do things on their own time. And here I'm not faulting the teachers, 
the way that our system is designed and where we place value makes it necessary for them to put a lot on students. I'm just of the opinion that college board and this fascination with ranking and sorting through quote unquote higher level courses is just completely unnecessary and does nothing other than inflate the ego of a few while spoiling the experience for many more. Um, you know, and this is a little off topic and it's a much bigger conversation than I can cover here. Um, so maybe I'll address this in a, a later episode. Um, we can come back to that at another time, but getting back to the original focus of this episode, another theme that I've heard from students is that school is pointless. Some view this as nothing more than something that must be endured to get on to their real life, you know, while others have experienced social promotion and the minimum grading policies that were created kind of out of necessity at the beginning of the pandemic have created kind of a ripple effect. Um, you know, what Ian has referred to as the nifty 50, you know, the message that's sent is it doesn't matter what they do. Now, don't get me wrong. I know the harm that a zero does to a grade and how it destroys student motivation. However, there are much better ways to go about addressing this. The mentality of some students when the lowest they can get is a 50 is why bother doing it? I can put my effort into a, a couple of things and still pass the class. Now, I don't approach assessment that way, but I had a student say that directly to my face just last week. I had approached them about their lack of engagement and they said they didn't care what grade they got, they just wanted to pass the course. They seemed shocked when I relayed to them that without submitting any evidence of learning, I wouldn't be able to give them credit for the course. Even though they conceded, I had no evidence of them gaining any knowledge or skill throughout the course. And I mean, it's frustrating and there's no easy fix. It's just a lot of conversations that don't always land. You know, so where do we go from here? Students have seen the arbitrary nature of how points and grades are assigned, you know, especially over the last couple of years. The focus has shifted further from learning to survival. Um, you know, and students are less likely to engage with things that they don't see as directly and immediately beneficial to them. So we need to keep having those conversations, you know, making connections with students and developing approaches to teaching and learning that provide opportunities for students to apply and transfer their knowledge. And we have to keep trying to shift the focus back to learning. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing your feedback. For more resources, visit www.reimagineschools.com or reach out to me on Twitter at David Franjosa.